but uh, I mean, the one question that I would have, I would have for you that people have asked me, um, and you can tell as much or as little as you want from this story. People ask me. Now, I am here is catching fire, and he is doing a really, really good job, especially on main influence cows, but that's obviously not the only spot he's working on. I've seen him work really good at Lance Unger's on a Monopoly cow. I've seen him work really good at uh, Brandon Snyder's on a Fu Manchu cow. But my favorite mating is the I, I Am Here I-80 cross or the I Am Here Maternal Mate cross or just any main influence cow. That's where he seems to be clicking the hardest. People ask me. I mean, me and me and Goat really aren't homies since the third grade. We've been acquaintances since the third grade. How did I end up with the bull I am here? I'll tell you how you ended up with him. Wade looked at him, and, and Wade's hard to sell something to. Me and you have talked about this before. I guess that means that uh, he liked the bull, but he really didn't want to have to pay for him. So uh, he wanted you to kind of bequeath him interest, correct? I mean, he, he shrugged his shoulders on I-80. And then I hired uh, Caleb Street Matter there for a year or so. And he's like, that thing needs to stay a bull. I said, I agree. We ended up coming together on him at uh, Louisville time frame and uh, brought him home. Maybe shipped him around there close to the 1st of December. Got him back to the barn, and he was kind of... Housed in the same pen, close to old heroes and legends and next generation. We had a hell of a set of bulls that year uh, with the beast mode and money talks as well. From that group, it looks to me like easily, I mean, I, I'm not trying to downgrade those other bulls, but from that group, I am here and money talks have kind of surfaced as the, the go-to. And they're both, here I am, Monopolies, yours being backed by the Hootaman cow and uh, money talks being backed by a Hereford Angus cow. They, they work a little bit differently. I like money talks back on... Uh, kind of more common cows, more more AI-type cows or commercial-type cows. And uh, I like the I am here, like I say, like I said before, and like I'll continue to say, just on a main influence cow seems to be his premium mating. And uh, I guess... I think I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't be happier that uh, I got the bull. I'm not trying to make it more than it is, but uh, if that bull happened to be in a different lineup, I mean... He might be more popular, he might be as popular, but uh, I can tell you what, I guarantee you with every fiber in my being, that bull's here to stay. I mean, them calves are going to start winning this year, and they're never going to stop here for a few years. So it's going to be fun to watch as he kind of grows in popularity. I agree. And, uh, I got the uh, show circuit sale. Okay. When it, what, date, what, what date is the sale? Tomorrow. Okay. And uh, what are the? I'll, I'll uh, attach some pictures to the to the podcast as far as uh, the featured lots, but just verbally give me a, a once over on your top featured lots in the online sale. Uh, there's some. I am here at yep. Annie. Annie. She won Kansas City, Louisville, both. Hi, Maine. Well, there we go. That goes back to uh, our belief that. Uh, the bull clicks yes. really, really good with a main influence cow. So uh, we will attach a we'll attach a link to the sale site within the uh, post on the iTunes and Spotify page, as well as a link on the Facebook and social media yes. publicity post. No glories, winnies, and no okay. glo no glories on a fire water Charlie. Wow! Well, now you're getting now you're getting my attention, go. That's pretty exciting matings to me. I can't wait to watch the sale tomorrow. Uh, Barry Fu Man Chews. Full sips, old Fu times two. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, just a shout out on the food I know kind that's of tubal. Why you named him that. Just a uh, shout out to uh, my boy Derek Davidson from Central in, uh, Central Missouri. He uh, he leased the Food Times Tubal. We had a Monopoly clone leased to him, and that bull uh, must have had an infection in his penis. And uh, I guess he was a little bit uneasy about the uh, Food Times Tubal because he didn't know much about him. But I guarantee you that bull is a stud. And after talking to you and then coming up to view the bull in person, he went home a happy camper that day uh, a couple, three or four days ago, and he's got old Food Times Two running with his cows there in Central Missouri and. I can't wait to see his calves this next spring. I just came back from Art Hoffman's in Kellogg, Minnesota. He ran food times two on lease last summer. And he's got three head he's sending down to me next uh, next There's fall. There's absolutely no reason why that bull shouldn't be used. Let's start with a short couple of question and answers. and Let's start with just personal opinion. Uh, I mean, I, d I doubt as busy as you are, Brian, that you've gotten a chance to listen to very many, if any, of the podcasts. I do think maybe you listened to a couple of them. like the one of Brian Martins, just because uh, I think that guy's sharp as a tack. Yep. And I really don't know him. Sure. My best Brian Martin story that I haven't mentioned on a podcast yet is, is Brian, I love you Brian, but Brian is so short that he has to he has to stand on a on a feed pan to clip that top line on some of them on some of them fat it, it, Well, so. yeah, he, 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 yeah, he's not the biggest man in the world, but he's <laughs> yeah, I, I I wouldn't wrestle him either. He he's kind of like me. He, he ain't got an ounce of body fat on him. I'm kind of in the middle of breeding right now, Brian. I don't know how far or how few you've done so far, but uh I mean, just tell a little bit about the GOAT program. Do you start calving in Jan or Feb, or what is your uh, yearly program? Yeah, I, I, I calve all the way through. I start in January and go all the way through uh, through April. Yep. And then I calve fallborns, too. So yep. I, and I'm I, sure that, uh, for the most part, you prefer to market them directly from your home farm in Winchester, Indiana. But just in terms of them Absolutely. odd aged ones and some in terms of some of them odd aged ones or fallborns, do you have a specific uh buddy down south do you send them around to or do you try to do them from home as uh, well? I, I sent some down to Brandon Callis a little bit yep. and Brandon's treated me real fair and square. I like that guy. I think he's the one of the best cattle evaluators that there is in the country, in my opinion. Wish you was still the judging coach at Redlands. I, uh, that, that's where I would send my son. There you go, old Spencer that you mentioned in the last podcast, for sure. Just uh, another one of our buddies that are would be a personal acquaintance of both of ours. Uh, do you have any old Dan Young stories you could tell from back in the day? Oh, <laughs> I could tell a lot of stories, but it's probably not podcast worthy. Dan's had some major success this winter. He, uh, his boy, I believe, is close to graduating out and uh, had reserve market goat at Fort Worth, and then I believe at either San Angelo yeah. or one of them shows had reserve market goat there as well. So, Dan's uh, a sharp tool. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I learned a lot from him. This is just an old story that I would have about Dan Young. 
I think there was a year back in Monopoly's first half a dozen years, maybe three or four years in, that Dan had a group of Monopoly ice pick flush mates that he sent to you and Dave yeah. Stoltz. Is that is that correct or not? No. Yeah, that's correct. I, I think I bought five of them off of him. And, and those are yeah. some badass deals. They 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 rung a bell, didn't they, in terms yeah. of sales and stuff? Yeah, I, I made money. A question that I'm sure that anyone that came into contact with the show circuit in the last dozen years or so, what is your relationship with the Chamberlain family? That's a, a is that your your wife's family or what is the relationship there? Yeah, the, yeah, my wife and their sisters. Yep, so, so Clark Chamberlain yeah. is so, uh, your brother-in-law. Clark, Clark's my brother-in-law. Yeah, you, you want to talk about good women? Oh yeah, Mister, I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I consider the, myself uh, a hard worker, but they will outwork me every day of the week. Yep. Just uh, is the hardest working person I've ever been around in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, we kind of get the uh, recognition being uh, Brian Gottemiller and Matt Lautner, but uh, if we didn't have the uh, we didn't have we the Drews. Female behind us? Yeah. Wait, wait, no. It might not have turned out so good for us. I promise you on my end it wouldn't have. <laughs> I know it wouldn't. you, you got to have a good woman back there. You bet. We, we go to Indiana State Fair last year and have champion middleweight goat, champion heavyweight goat, champion crossbred steer, champion key heifer out of the forehead that we took. At the end of the week, when it gets that good, the main question that I would have for you is, did you have to buy a golf cart? Because walking around on that concrete back and forth between barns can really wear out a guy's back. It, it, yeah, and neither neither one of us ever slept in a bed the whole time. One of us would sleep with the cattle. One of us would yep. sleep, sleep with the goats. Yeah. Oh, those, those are the... Uh, the personal stories, which uh, we're kind of becoming known for, and uh, it's uh, it's a competitive business, but on the other hand, it's always about family, and uh, that's just fun yeah. to hear those stories about you and your family at the Indiana State don't, Fair. If you don't love it, don't try it. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's a commitment. It, I mean, you got to be all in or all out. I've seen so many people try, and... They're like, oh, why, why, why don't ours look like yours? I'm like, well, <laughs> yours seen sunshine till 9.30 in the morning. It starts way back in uh, April and May, just getting them into the cooling room. But even further back than that, it starts with the genetic package you start with. And uh, then, yeah, I mean, you got to have good something good to start with. Cooper Bounce, uh, he's in yeah. Illinois. The thing I love about Cooper is that uh, he gets flat. He'll come here every month or so. He'll spend an hour with the goats and then an hour playing basketball with Spencer. And is that because you're Brian Gottemiller, or is it because that's the person he is? I don't know why. 
but he seems to like us. I'll be honest with you, I don't even buy my own goats. He he just picks them out and says, you're going to show this one and you're going to show that one. <laughs> yeah, I would say that, that kind of, uh, I mean, I'm not trying to uh, jump in on your story, but I would say some of the best relationships that I've had through the years in terms of cattle sales, whether that be John Freeman back in the late 2000s or uh, some of these other folks that we've been working with through the years, I would say when you get that comfortability where buyer and seller uh, are kind of working in unison and you don't think one's, one person's trying to get the better of either, I would say that's whenever you get premium results in terms of uh, outcomes. Pretty unique that you found that uh, seller for your family, and uh, I'm sure there's dozens of stories that you could tell where, I mean, you know, they have to like the cattle, but if Brian Gottemiller tells a family from Ohio or Indiana or wherever it may be, that's the calf I want you to have, you know, if they have earned that trust with each other, uh, that's I guess that's just a, a lesson in livestock is that uh, whenever you have a Brian Gottemiller able to raise the cattle that you're showing or uh, something like along those lines, you should just kind of sit back and take their advice. Similar to old Greg Kropa, whenever uh, he uh, took Nick Ryman's opinion on a on a heat wave steer that him and Chad Foreman had back. We told that story in the in the Barry Ryman episode a couple weeks back. Yeah, I mean, I guess that brings me to uh, Nick Ryman. Uh, I know you two are buddies and friends. Um, do you have a personal story about Nick that you could tell uh, through your years of interaction oh, with him? I, 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 can, I can tell so many stories about Nick and Yep. When me and Nick and Wade, we, we used to run around together. And, I mean, boy, we had fun. They, they would come out here and clip fat steers, and they would all stay at my house, and we'd all go separate ways because we all had different fat steers to clip. But at the end of the day, we would all end up back here and... <laughs> the funniest story I have is that I had a little chain drag yep. uh, laying out in the, in the grass at my old show barn. Wade got back earlier, and he had a truck and trailer, and so he jumped in Nick's Cadillac because Nick was with me, and we were down clipping on one. He calls... Nick, he's like, ah, I, I got, yeah, it, it was Friday after five. I, I, I flattened all your tires, sorry. <laughs> you know that chain drag that was at Goat's house? I, I drove right up over it. <laughs> I, I never seen him get so mad. He dang sure and, didn't do it very often, yeah. but when he did, you better watch out. Yeah, I, right. Uh, that's, a heck, that's a heck of a story on that chain drag. No, no, it, it's a good story on him, and uh, yeah, I, I got all sorts of stories. I I could go on and on and on. There was always a lot of laughs. Mm. Nick was so fun to be around. Yep, he was just a positive guy, and just yeah, I mean, it, it didn't matter how bad it was, it, 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 I'll be all fine. 
All right. Thank you. Thank you. See ya. See ya.